Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes, we're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because... Relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh yeah. Welcome to Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, the podcast where we talk about musicals and everything that they can teach us. And this week we have a special international episode where we not only have someone from London, but also someone from Vancouver, Canada. So, hello. (laughs) I'm Zane C. Weber, and from London we have... KB, I'm back! He's back! (laughs) And from Vancouver, we have... Mary Littlejohn! And Mary, you are an actor, a director, a producer, a singer, a voice actor, all of those things. Yes, we we like to call ourselves interdisciplinary artists. That's what, (laughs) multi-hyphenate. Yes, I do lots of stuff. And what, what show did you want to talk with us about? The 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Ah, oh, what a good show! Now, such a good show. we <laughs> we met doing this show, didn't we, Mary? We did. It was eight years ago. Oh, I'm so old. <laughs> Very long ago. <laughs> yeah. And you played uh, Olive, the lovely Olive, yeah. and I played the very mid. Mahoney. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't typecast at all. Mitch Mahoney. Can you do the Mitch Mahoney voice for us, say? Oh, I can't even remember how I did it. Because, I, I don't know, I, I Joe wanted, at some point, our director wanted Italian, but then she wanted, like, gangster, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't remember. An Italian gangster? Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't a gangster with an A, KB. Gangster oh, fans. I see. I <laughs> he see. was great. He was, bottom line, he was great. I, I'm sure I, did, I, I love singing the show. The, the show is yeah. Yeah, the music it's is great. So William did a really good job. But before we get into the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, let's get to know Mary a little bit. So, Mary, what yeah. musical character would other people compare you to? 
Well, it's kind of funny because the one I get most is Olive. (laughs) Olive. I remember when I saw the show on Broadway, actually, with my mom, and we didn't really know anything about it except for what we saw at the Tony Awards, like, you know, watching the Tony Awards. And once Olive started singing My Friend the Dictionary, my mom was like, that's you. That's you. (laughs) Yeah. You are her. Yeah. It's. (laughs) Yeah, she's pretty close to me, me as a child, and then, I don't know, I had a much better home life than Olive, but, yeah, yeah I would say definitely yeah. a lot well, that's, of similarities. That's not a bad person to be compared to, I think. No, she's <laughs> lovely. Well, if you're compared to Olive by others, which musical character would you like them to compare you to? Um, Can I say Joe from Little Women? I mean, you oh, can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> say whatever you want (laughs) or like alphaba i don't know just you know the strong powerful independent female characters that seek out education and seek out their creative path and don't listen to the naysayers yeah and fly on a broomstick yeah (laughs) i yeah (laughs) yeah it's the important bit (laughs) so what's your dream role mary I have so many. Well, so give many. Us, um, you can give us three. Three dream roles. Okay. It's one funny because all actually before. was one. Because that was really... <laughs> so that was very special. Um, Jane from Jane Eyre definitely yeah, is up yep. there. Um, and Florence from Chess. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, and probably Audrey from Little Shop. Uh, and i think i can still she can i'm still of an age where i can do these i don't know how much longer but (laughs) i can push it uh look yeah i think you i think i think you've got a while left on on those roles i I hope so yeah i think so and if worse comes to us you just cast really old people in all the other roles and it'll be fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) well what's your favorite sondheim mary my favorite Sondheim. Uh, I love Sondheim. Who doesn't really? Um, is Into the Woods for sure. Yeah, hands yeah. down. Nice. That's it's actually my favorite musical of all time. So. Well, okay. Well, yeah. that that makes it really easy to answer then. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But like, I love like so many Sondheim shows are in my favorite musicals. But Into the Woods is number one. Yeah, and yeah. what is your go-to shower song? What are you singing well, at the moment? Us- it's usually whatever song is in the show I'm in. <laughs> so right now I'm doing a like a review show with the with my the choir that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, so my songs are the songs we're doing, which is uh, "Ready to Settle" from High Fidelity. It's a good one, and it's actually really funny. Um, <laughs> and that and a million dreams from the greatest showman. Oh, once that's in your head, you cannot it's get that one out. They are so singable and so catchy. All those songs, yeah, yeah. All right, good stuff. Okay, well now, now we have the uh, the controversial question. Oh. Yeah, you have to delete a musical from existence. And it can't be Cats, because Cats has already died nine times. Uh, unless you really, really, really want to kill that one. <laughs> yes. 
tell anyone. <laughs> um, no, Mary, the, Mary, um, I don't think you understand the concept no, of a podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah, fine. I I don't care who knows. Um, no, this was actually really hard because I feel like ev- like almost all musicals have some merit and deserve to exist and bring something to the canon. What of the musical an theater. answer? <laughs> well, yeah, everything has value. But then then I realized that. Um, Love Never Dies exists, and mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that would be my choice. Yes, it does. <laughs> it ruins, ruins everything. It just yeah. lowers the bar. I think we might have yeah. to start excluding that one as well, because that one's been <laughs> that one's been, been been taken out a couple times. May have to be like a Andrew Lloyd Webber like band. Maybe yeah, he maybe. we just forget his like. His catalog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, now that we've we've got to know Mary, so let's take a little break and we'll come back and we'll start talking about 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Yay! All right, Mary. What can you tell us about the Spelling Bee? Well, it was uh, written by William Finn. He did the music and lyrics, uh, booked by Rachel Scheinkin, and conceived by Rebecca Feldman, uh, with, uh, this is interesting, with additional material by Jay Rice, who is actually the original Panch. So that tells you something about it. It was uh, based on C-R-E-P-U-S-C-U-L-E, which spells crepuscule, which was an original (laughs) improvisational play created by Rebecca Feldman and performed at the farm which is a New York-based improvisational comedy troupe. Um, now, it's kind of funny because they started doing this, like, in the early 2000s, like 2003, 2004, um, and which was, like, a year after this movie Spellbound came out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about Spellbound, but it was a documentary uh, about oh, students competing in the... I know about Spellbound. Yeah. <laughs> I had to watch it in preparation for 25th Annual Part of Spellbound, right, I think. we did! Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's actually a really delightful little movie, and I feel like, you know, spelling bees are actually a big deal in, in America, uh, but I feel like that movie kind of just showed how quirky and eccentric these kids that do it are. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that mm-hmm. gave the farm this the idea to do this as a show. Uh, so Sarah Salzberg, who was in the original play, um, she was Wendy Wasserstein's weekend nanny. And so Wasserstein recommended that William Finn see the show. And he brought on Rachel Scheinkin. And then they did a bunch of workshops and developed it. And actually, a few of the original cast members, Dan Fogler and Jay Rice, and again, Sarah Salzberg, were um, all from the original play, the improv play mm, that made mm. it to the Broadway cast. Cool. And then the Broadway cast came along. It opened off-Broadway in 2005 and won some Lucille Lortel Awards, Drama Desk Awards, and it opened on Broadway at the Circle in the Square Theater on April 15, 2005, and played for three years, uh, 1,136 performances. That's such um, a long run for, for yeah. a show like this. Absolutely. But, it's so, but I think it works because, like, 
because you could go see it so many times and it would be a different show every time because yeah, yeah. you get different audience uh, volunteers and that just changes like it really makes it a different show like I think that's why it was so much fun to do and why I never got sick of performing and it was because it was a different show every time Absolutely. and it felt fresh and new every time so especially yeah. if you if your pants is given free reign to, to improvise <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that what you were allowed to do zane i wasn't panch i was mitch oh uh, sorry dude. I, I was given free reign to improvise escorting the audience members from <laughs> the stage yeah. and i'm sure you would have done that fabulous <laughs> okay so did it win any tonys uh it did it won best book of the musical and best featured actor which was dan fogler as barfay Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we uh, take a little break? I'll come back and tell you what happens. Okay, so just from the start, I'm going to try my best not to spoil... <laughs> Not to spoil the plot because it is a competition, and so uh, I guess I guess we'll pay attention also when we talk about the songs. Yeah. <laughs> to see, yeah, uh, yeah uh, if we can avoid spoilers. But yeah, so let's start from the top. So I'm gonna go because it is just a competition. It's kids competing for for spelling bee for a spelling bee title. So the the plot is fairly straightforward. So I think I'm just going to go through the characters and kind of give you a bit of information about them rather than going through and talking about what happens blow by blow in this competition. Yeah? Yeah, I yeah. think that's a good idea. <laughs> okay, so we have Rona Lisa Peretti. She's a realtor in Putnam County and she is a former winner of the spelling bee and so she's back to uh oversee it she's the moderator now she she loves the spelling bee and we learn in her songs that pretty much every moment of the spelling bee is her favorite moment (laughs) um it is revised a few times which is her favorite moment whether it's the moment before everything starts or the moment when someone gets something wrong or the moment when someone leaves for the first time or the moment when it's down to two people she just loves it all. Uh, so it's again, she is, I guess she's there to kind of help the kids find their way around. And she has a bit of interaction with, with uh, all of them before the show starts. Um, so, and her winning word when she was in the third Putnam County spelling bee was one of my new favorite words eight years ago, <laughs> apparently. Zizigy. S Y Z Y G Y. And that's uh, what opens the show, is her reminiscing on that moment when she spelt it right. So helping her out is the, I guess we're going to say, the main comic relief, even though everything's pretty funny in this show is Vice Principal Panch. Now, he's been away from the B for five years because there was an incident, in inverted commas. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says he's in a much better place, and uh, 
<laughs> thanks to a high fiber diet and Jungian analysis. Uh, <laughs> and he has a little bit of a thing for uh, Peretti, but she doesn't really return those affections. No. Oh, poor Pig. Now, rounding out the adult characters is Mitch Mahoney. Now, he's the comfort counsellor and the unsung hero of the show, many people say. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's an ex-convict. Like do you say that? I do. I say that. <laughs> Even though he does sing a little bit, you know. Uh, so he's an ex-convict performing his uh, community service, and his job is basically to give... Uh, the kids, in inverted commas, when they lose, so the audience members or whatever, a juice box to, you know, make them feel better about themselves. Now, we have the kids. Little Miss Olive Ostrovsky. So she's new to competitive spelling and her mother is in an ashram in India and her father is working late as usual, but she saved him a seat. Because he Aww. says he's going to be here, but he's, he's not here yet. Be. And so she uh, she sings her song about making friends with her dictionary. And, uh, yeah. It's all very, very sad. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it is very clear that she's kind of here under her own impetus. Like, no one's kind of pushed her to be here. She's like, oh, I like spelling and reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's so cute. Uh, next we have William Morris Buffet So he has uh, sinus issues, I th- guess we'll say So he, yeah. he, uh, he's allergic to peanuts He was the finalist last year But he had, uh, again, an accident where he had an allergic reaction to, uh, to, um, to peanuts And had to uh, drop out um, And his... Has a he has a special method of spelling, using his magic foot, where <laughs> he spells words out with his foot on the stage. Mm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I still think it's cheating. Nobody else has a vice like that. Well, they write on their arms or <laughs> like true. talk into their hands. They all have their little things. Yeah. They're little cheating <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is, it is, uh, the, the rules are very specific. So as long as you don't break those very specific rules, uh, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll, we'll figure that out later on. <laughs> so after, after William, we've got Logan Schwartzy, Schwartzen Grubenier. Uh, so Logan is, uh, youngest and very, politically aware of all the spellers so she uh has two overbearing gay fathers who push her to win at any cost uh and she speaks with a lisp she's just adorable (laughs) they're all adorable they they are all adorable um even marcy park even (laughs) (laughs) oh marcy so marcy's uh, a transfer student and she plays Ninth in last year's national finals. So we have both the winner and the runner-up from last year's Putnam County Spelling Bee in the Spelling Bee this year. But then we have someone who placed in the nationals. And she speaks six languages, 
uh, is a member of All-American Hockey. She's a rugby player. She plays Chopin and Mozart on multiple instruments. And she only (laughs) sleeps three hours a night. And she's getting very tired of always winning. I'm probably just tired in general. I'm three hours a night. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, uh, she attends Catholic school. She's a total overachiever. Um, She's not allowed to cry. So she's, again, someone kind of pushed to achieve. Mm. And then we have the exact opposite. (laughs) Leaf Coney Bear. Yay. I love Leaf. (laughs) Yeah. He's a homeschooled kid um, and was second runner-up in his district, but he gets into the competition because the winner and the runner-up had to go to the winner's bat mitzvah. (laughs) <laughs> and so he comes from a big family of former hippies and he makes his own clothes and he has imaginary friends and he spells his words by going into a trance. <laughs> yeah. And his family kind of think that he's pretty dumb and uh, they don't really support him. So he's kind of there to prove them wrong. Yeah. At least they're all there. And they yeah. are all there, says Olive. <laughs> and uh, so then we have uh, Charlito Chip Tolentino. So he was the winner last year, and he is a Boy Scout, and uh, he returns to defend his title. He's very social and athletic, and he plays Little League, and he's a total jock, and Chip expects things to um, just go easily for him, but unfortunately, puberty's just about to start for Chip. Oh, poor Chip. (laughs) (laughs) Right in front of everyone, too. Right in front of everyone. Right? So those are the spellers. We also get uh, three or four spellers from the audience. Um, there are a few other characters that are usually that are doubled with the kids. So we have Carl Grubinier and Dan Schwartz, who are Logan's two dads. Uh, so Carl Grubinier is usually played by Leaf, and he wants to. He, he suggests that perhaps they should sabotage uh, William's foot, and uh, Dan Schwartz is. Uh, is kind of the doting father, um, and he's usually played by Mitch, the same the same actor who plays Mitch. Uh, then you have Leaf's dad, Leaf's mum, and Leaf's siblings. Uh, so the dad is usually played by Barfay, and Leaf's mum is usually played by Logan. Um, dad is doubtful and finds his son annoying and unintelligent. <laughs> oh, that's hard to read. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> poor, that's poor Leaf. <laughs> uh, Leaf's mum is overprotective and doubtful of her son's abilities to stand up in, in the competition. And Leaf's so they're siblings, all there. They're all they're there. there. They're all in the audience. And, <laughs> and it is actually one of Leaf's siblings that spurs on uh, Chip's unfortunate erection that he yes. sings about. So, And then we have Olive's mum and dad. Now, she's in India, he's working late, uh, but so they're usually played by the actors who play Miss Peretti and Mitch. And then, of course, finally, what musical would be complete without <laughs> Jesus Christ? 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, and Jesus appears to Marcy in a moment of crisis, and he's usually played by the actor who plays Chip. There's a lot of a lot of there's a lot of work in this show. Yeah, there there's is. a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So single set and lots of things happen. Um, I guess some of the high points are when I, I'm not going to go right to right to the end, but like Chip gets knocked out first after most of the uh, audience spellers have gone, yeah. um, and that is, that in itself is something that we'll need to talk about later on because <laughs> some of those audience members, gosh, yeah, yeah. You, you put them on stage. <laughs> yeah. And they mm-hmm. just don't want to leave. No. No. And I Why guess... would you? <laughs> so much fun. It is a lot of fun. <laughs> though it is a lot of people's, uh, I guess, nightmare to be on stage and not yes. know your lines. <laughs> yeah. It's that reoccurring thing that keeps you up mm. at night. <laughs> <laughs> but no, some people love it. Some people do. <laughs> I think most people that would volunteer usually would would be up for it true so. yes and That's true. <laughs> yeah uh so we have uh I, I guess marcy having her her moment where she realizes that she doesn't have to win she can just mm. choose not to win yeah. which is is her moment and i, I i'm not going to go any further you know i i don't want to i don't want to spoil it that's fair. We'll just yeah. have to find a, a, a show that they can all go see. Listeners, yeah. I'm talking about you. <laughs> find a local spelling bee and, and yeah, go I mean, see it if all. you can. Oh my gosh, yeah, go see it. We, we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk. We'll talk music, but and I guess we'll get a little bit further into the actual consequences of the of the spelling bee there but we we will stop before we get to the very end so so let's do that let's take a little break and we'll come back and we'll talk about uh the music so william finn did a great job on this music he's yeah. he's wonderful he he hasn't done a lot but he has what he's done is all pretty great. It's really great. Um, like, yeah. All of his stuff is in, like, my top 20 musicals, I think. Like, mm-hmm. A New Brain, um, The Falsettos. Yeah. Falsettos. Yeah. It's all yeah. really tight harmonies and just really mm-hmm. intelligent lyrics. Um, yeah. Yeah. But more, I guess, I guess we'd say more melodic than Sondheim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's just go very through. Very singable. Yeah. yeah, very singable, and it, they get in your head. Pandemonium, jeez. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I'm just gonna go through the 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 song list, uh, but I'll, I'll feel free to jump in, um, and I'll I'll go through the who the characters who sing them as well until about three quarters of the way through <laughs> and then I'll stop I'll stop saying yeah. who sings it um, so we have the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee this is sung by the company of course mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and probably we... the most catchy like that's the one that you leave the show with your head yeah. sometimes where you're just like why uh, is this still in here three days later uh, yeah. 
then we have the spelling rules and this is where we, this is where uh, Panch and the spellers and the spellers are all very aware of the rules um, dictate to the audience members a few times very clearly what they can and can't do <laughs> And then we have Rona's my favourite moment of the bee, number one. <laughs> Which is before the bee starts. Yes, That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, my friend, the dictionary. Yay! Oh, love it. Yeah. Uh, Olive is yeah. so she's so beautifully tragic. She, yeah. She's so, she's so optimistic in the in the face of just kind of like. I don't know, Mary. Do you think that Olive is aware of how how hard she has it? Um, yes, I think a part of her is. Um, but I think, well, I don't want to give too much away. But I think doing the spelling bee kind of gives her a sense of how to cope with it in a more realistic way. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but I think she does know, but she can't let it phase her when she's in the zone, in the competition zone, you know? Yes, yeah. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we have the first goodbye, yeah. which is everyone singing a song <laughs> while audience member leaves the stage. <laughs> yeah. Poor yes. audience member. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they get a juice box. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> And then we have one of my favorite songs of the show, Pandemonium. Yeah. Which is all the spellers complaining about the unfairness of the order of the words. And now some people get really easy words and some people get hard words. Yeah. And it's just a mess of cast members who know what they're doing and a group of people that are like, I didn't sign up to dance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, what what do you do when everyone is running about crazily on the stage? What happens? Do I just that maze when it's all seniors? <laughs> just like move, move, move. Yeah. And we have yeah. Leaf's uh, first solo number is "I'm Not That Smart," um, and Leaf is so endearing in this song because he, yeah. he again like. He he knows exactly like what his family thinks of him, and and it's it's he's still just so. I guess it's the innocence of children that really gets me about this show. And yeah, like, they're all just kind of like, oh, that sucks, but I'm here. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, it's true. It's well. the thing that's happening to me. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I think it's like you see that with kids. <laughs> everyday life where they're yeah. like, oh well, <laughs> I want to do it, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And we have the second goodbye as the second audience member leaves, followed by Magic Foot by Barthay oh. and Company. I think this is my favourite song. Oh, really? Yeah? Yeah, I just, it's just like, it gets me every, I'm laughing my head off every time. Like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I think it, this is interesting, it's an interesting song because he's the only kid that has an ego. Um, yeah. About, mm-hmm. about. And he has this huge song and dance number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About his foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. 
and oh, Magic Foot, the the style of the music is is shifted as well. Like it's a bit yeah. more kind of uh, vaudevillian than, yeah. than the rest of the show. It reminds me of like Candor and Ebb or something. Yeah, absolutely. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we have the Pandemonium reprise uh, with Mitch, uh, Chip, and company. Um, now that that is where Chip unfortunately gets a word wrong. <sighs> and he has to leave. No, not yep. Chip, guys. And he oh, has to go. Uh, don't worry. We haven't seen the last of Chip. <laughs> okay, good. I feel. So this also turns out to be Rona's favourite moment of the bee. I thought she already had a favourite moment of the bee. Oh, no, no. She did, but this is her favourite moment. Oh, of the actually, her favourite moment. Okay, all right. <laughs> and then we have what some people uh, call the uh, the best song of the show, is the uh, Prayer of the Comfort Counselor. Um, ah, who would those people be yeah. that call um, it the um, look, it is a lot of people. I've heard them talking. Like, a lot of people yeah. are saying it. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I went into Trump territory there. I need to stop <laughs> But this is, this is Mitch getting rid of the, I believe it's the last uh, audience member. Uh, and it's, and <laughs> yeah, so. It's, it's, it is a good song. Yeah, it's a, Sometimes it's really the, the order of the goodbyes varies depending on how good or not good the audience spellers are. Correct. And how always... much they want to leave or not. Yeah. <laughs> I think once they're like pandemonium hits, they're like, oh, nah, quick, get us out, get us out. <laughs> and then we have Chip's return, his triumphant return, selling candy and singing about his unfortunate erection. Or if you are doing the the school's version of the show, his unfortunate <laughs> distraction. Look, at least there was a word that could go in there that would make <laughs> the whole song still work. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> it, it kind of just takes away the double entendre. And just, it's just, for it's just a single entendre now. So. Yeah. <laughs> I just, but then again, maybe in schools it's it's time to start those kind of conversations. I think so. No. I think so. I mean, this is a musical about the adolescent experience and how kids feel things super hard, and everything is really important. And if you don't like, if you shy away from those conversations, like, what is that telling them? Yeah, exactly. this means that you can't say the word erection, and like that's the. That's one of the kids think erections are hilarious. They are they hilarious. Do. When they're happening to someone else. <laughs> In public. Um, In public. At a spelling bee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I guess it does bear saying that this show is a single act. So it mm-hmm. isn't written to have two acts, but it is around this area, uh, my unfortunate erection area, that, you can, that people have been known to insert. An act break. Um, yeah, I believe Just in the show that. Or, yeah. yeah, in the show that we did, Mary, I believe yeah. this was the opening of Act Two. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. And it, it yeah. makes the most sense. It's like halfway through, and it's a good point because it's and, the snack break. He's selling snacks. Yeah, and the audience is now off stage, so that that mm. that's over and done yeah. with. And Prayer of the Comfort Counselor is like a great end of an act. Yeah. Like, oh. 
you're like showstopper. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Lots of people are saying it. <laughs> That's true now. <laughs> um, and we have a Logan song, Woe Is Me. Woe Is Me. Oh, Love this. Little Logan. Bless her heart. Uh, so, so this is Logan and her dads. So usually Leaf and Mitch uh, playing her dads, and the rest of the company because he does get the whole the whole um, cast involved in it. And it's just basically telling her story about how she wants to connect with her mum, but her dads don't want to connect with her mum, and how they're pushing her, and whether or not like they can sabotage some of the other kids and. Yeah. Her dads are like her dads are mental. Yeah. Oh yeah. There are so many parents like them though. Yeah. Like, Stage parents, yeah. It's oh my gosh. They're yeah. Anyway. What can you do? <laughs> so we have uh spelling montage, uh, which is Panch and the spells, and this is just kind of like it's literally just fast forwarding through the majority of like the spelling bee before and then someone Gets one wrong. Oh, no. Yep. And that is, unfortunately, Leaf Coney Bear. Oh, I thought you weren't going to do spoilers, then. From this point on, I'm not. Right. Okay. <laughs> We've got rid of two people, and that, that's it. Right. There's still four yeah, people no, up there. That. Yeah, there's still four people. Any of them could win. Yeah. And, but Leaf is... I think this is a good place, because Leaf is totally fine with how he went. Yeah. Um. Because he, I, he's proven to himself and to his family that he, he could, he wasn't the first to leave, and he, he lasted long enough to prove that he's, he's, he's kind of smart. Yeah. So there. Good he on can him. Spell well done. Capybara. He can yeah. spell any rodent. Any rodent. Except for chinchilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Directly after that. <coughs> Sorry. Directly after that, we have uh, I speak six languages, which is uh, Marcy and Company, which is her running about the stage, doing cartwheels and singing and playing the piano. Uh, because, of course, just... Rona accuses her of only being able to speak five languages. <laughs> Rona needs to get her facts straight. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, children are going to break into song. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Yeah. She this... is so talented though. Like yeah. a child that can do all that needs to be put in a museum. Like... Sorry, an actor that can do all that. Yeah. An actor that can do all that. There are lots and lots of actors who um who have been able to play Marcy and I'm always impressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Directly it's after now. that is Jesus, which is Marcy's <laughs> yeah. uh Marcy, Jesus, and the company, which is Marcy having her her own breakthrough um, and and little talk with with Jesus about about the importance or non importance of winning. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. the lesson that everyone needs to learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and directly after this is my favorite song of the show. My my favorite song too. And mm. I'll actually say this is my favorite song. Ever of any songs? Whoa! Yeah, that's it. I'm saying it. Of this any song from a musical or just any song? Any or... song, any song, wow. Mary. This Heard is my favorite song first. of all time. Wow! Oh my goodness! The, the I, I love you song. song. The, the I love, I love you song. song. 
Now, this is between Olive and her parents. It makes me cry every time. Every time. Every time. I'm just a mess. It's it's so beautiful, and it's just, it's so gut-wrenching. Like, it's one of the most, and you don't see it coming. I mean, there's hints, but, like, just to have this, like, song that will tear you in half after you've been laughing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I I think that we haven't really spoken about yet in this show is how it goes from, from like just happy go lucky giggles to like, oh, this is a little surreal. Yeah. Yeah. And so the I Love You song is basically Olive dreaming about what her family could or should be. Um, Mm -hmm. So she has a fantasy about her parents saying she saying that they love her um, and that she hasn't let them down um, while also asking them why she, they're not here. It's so yeah. sad. <laughs> uh, oh, it's such a beautifully written song too. I think that's it really thing. is. It really is. Everything about it is working towards you just being an absolute mess of a human being at the end of listening to it. <laughs> And it's so lovely to sing. Like, yeah, to, it really is. And you can't sing it by yourself. I mean, you can try, but like to have, you know, two other people that you're sharing that harmony with, just, ah, uh, it's really, really great. I miss it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, I then we move on to Woe Is Me Reprise uh, with uh, Logan Mitch and company. On to another favorite moment of the bee. Um, another one. Another one. Another one. Come on. Yep. <laughs> Maybe she needs to change it into a plural. My favorite moments okay. of the bee. You can't have so many favorite moments, Rona. <gasps> now I'm not. I'm not going to say who sings these last three songs. Okay. So there is second, which is sung next, then finale, mm-hmm. and then the last goodbye. <laughs> Who wins? Who wins? Who wins? You'll have to find find a show and and and, and watch see it, it and watch it. Yeah. Yes. Um. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not super important the order of who wins, but honestly, all of the kids' reactions leading up to that moment uh, are really the best part of the show. Yeah. Um, because you wouldn't think that the, like a, a show about a kid's spelling bee would be so uh, like touching. And an like, emotional roller coaster. It oh. really is an emotional roller coaster. Like the drama and like the intensity of the suspense. It's just. Mm. And I think it it's really because having child characters, they can feel everything to one hundred percent. Yeah. Whatever yeah. they're feeling, they feel it so much and you just along yeah. for the ride. And that innocence and that naivety that goes along with it is just like oh, oh, guys, go see the show. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta go see it. Yeah, and like you'll have your own favorite and you'll be rooting for whoever and if you don't know the ending it's it's really cool to like you know, oh, I hope that one wins, or oh, they didn't win. Okay, well now I hope this one wins, and yeah. yeah. First you pick Chip, then you pick. It's, like, it's <laughs> like an episode of Game of Thrones, guys. It's <laughs> there is another song called "Why We Like Spelling," um, 
it is on the cast album, but it's not um, in the production, in the Broadway production, or in the licensed productions. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that that's that's the music. Oh, I need to listen to this show so many more times. Yeah. And that's what I was just I was like, why haven't I listened to this like more? I do love this show. Yeah. So much. William Finn, you know, William Finn. Yeah. Just that guy. Just, <laughs> I hear, well, did you hear falsettos is going on tour? I think. Oh, but in North America. Yeah, North America. <laughs> yeah. There's a little Sorry. bit of distance. <laughs> a little bit of distance. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, well, while um, we commiserate about uh, where or where uh, Falsettas is not touring, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about uh, the cast. Okay, V, who's been in the show? Look, there have been a lot of people in this show. Um, I'm going to focus on... Broadway, off-Broadway, they're the same cast. Um, the Australian production in 2006. And the San Francisco. Well, because there are a lot of people that were in San Fran that mm-hmm. you will know yeah. and love. Mm-hmm. So the original cast had Lisa Howard in the role of Rona Peretti, Jay Reese, as we've discussed, as um, Panch, Derek Baskin as Mitch Mahoney, Celia Keenan-Bolger as Olive, Dan Folger as William Buffet, Sarah Salzberg played Logan Swartz and Grubinier, Deborah Craig played Marcy Parks, Jesse Tyler Ferguson played Leif Coney there, <laughs> yeah. and Jose Lana played Chip Tolentino. Now, um, I just read a heap of names that you're like, okay, I don't, really, I don't know who half those people are, but these are all, like, Pretty big names for yeah. some. Like Lisa Howard was in It Should Have Been You. That was directed by David Hyde Pierce. And David Burtka was in, who's de- um, Neil Patrick Harris's husband, everybody. He's amazing. Oh. Um, <laughs> she was in South Pacific on Broadway, 9 to 5, Priscilla, and most recently Escape to Margaritaville. So oh, dear. she's yeah. she's done a, a lot. Jay Reese actually hasn't really done anything after this. Oh. I couldn't find anything, but he's set up the most amazing show ever. Yeah. And I'm sure he's he's in a lot of – he's probably gone on to do a lot of film and, and TV, as most of them seem to do. Yeah. Um, Derek Baskin was in Memphis, and he played Jetsam in Little Mermaid, so he went from Mitch to – been in some pretty <laughs> great shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Celia, who played Olive, was Eponine in the Les Mis revival. She was in the original cast of Peter and the Star Catcher, and she just did uh, Glass Menagerie with Zachary Quinto, which I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> that would be amazing. But I think like the biggest two for for mm. me particularly is Dan Fogler, uh, Fogler, who played William. Buffet has just done Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Beast. He plays Jacob in Fantastic Beasts yeah. and he is so funny. Like you can just see, I would have loved to have seen him play Buffy. Like um, I just, I think he would have been amazing. And obviously Jesse Tyler Ferguson in Leaf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you don't watch Modern Family, then get on board that train because Jesse's Mitch is just He's beautiful, and I think he would have been a hilarious, Wouldn't it hilarious Leif Coney. I feel like, isn't his character playing one of Logan's dad's 
pretty similar. Pretty similar. That was maybe yes. his audition for it, almost. Like, oh, let's do that. Let's get him on the show. Yeah. He's just, yeah. So it was a real, like, powerhouse team of people in that original, original production yeah. of it. But then cast replacements for Broadway cast. Um, Barrett Fuller, who is currently on NCIS Los Angeles. Rory O'Malley, who won the Tony for Elder McKinley in uh, What About Book of Mormon? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> both replaced um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson as Leaf. Josh Gad went into Barthay. Yeah. Oh, I saw Josh Gad play. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I saw the original cast, except for Dan Fogler, but replaced by Josh Gad. So it was, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was all right. Like, yeah, no, that's yeah. awesome. And um, Daryl Hammond, if you're a, a Saturday yeah. Night Live fan, he was on the show for 15 years. He went into to Panch. So just like constantly, these roles were just being filled by amazing, crazy, talented people. Um, and then we got into to Australia the next year. One year after it, on that that rarely ever happens, guys. Well, we say that it rarely ever happens, but there have been a few shows that have kind of Australia has nabbed the first. Just uh, bam! You get shows a lot of shows you get before we get them in Canada. Really? So, yeah. Oh yeah. That surprises me. But I think, I'm also like yes for the win. Maybe Canadians yeah. find it easier to travel to. to well, it is maybe. the way. Yeah. Closer. Yeah. Maybe. Um, But the Australian cast, you had Marina Pryor in Peretti. She is the the queen of musical theatre in Australia. Um, (laughs) She would have been been fantastic. You had Tyler Copen in Panch, who has also done a lot of big things. He played the child snatcher in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He was most recently in Little Shop of Horrors and um, Opera Australia's Midsummer Night's Dream, directed by Baz Luhrmann. So wow. he got some, mm. some kick-ass cast. Um, Mitch Mahoney was played by I'm not going to be able to say this right. I'm really sorry, Bert. Bert Labonte? He's also done, a, like, every kind of Australian tour, Officer and a Gentleman, Book of Mormon, Grey Gardens, Chess, Kismet, Guys and Dolls, Next to Normal. He is he's just he's the one to watch, guys. Yeah. He's the guy. Um, but I think my favourite casting <laughs> in Australia... Um, was Magda Shabansky as Parfait. <laughs> She's the only woman in the original cast sets of each city. I love it. I love it. Dude. And so many people followed that in, like, more community theatre, amateur, mm. independent productions of it. It's just really cool. I like she would have done an awesome job. And if you don't know who Magda is, guys, you Come can on. Google I know because <laughs> you hey, should did know. You, did you mention David Campbell? I haven't yet. We're getting there. Oh, David I'm sorry. Campbell, <laughs> David, Cam- David Campbell played Chip, and I think that's also like I think that would have been such a wonderful thing to watch. <laughs> I mean, what's uh, weird about that is he's like a jazz singer. Yeah, <laughs> but he kind of has that like jock like look about him but is also kind of like really I'm really sorry David if if this offends you but I think it's endearing and that kind of dorky 
quality to him. <laughs> like, he, does ha- he does look like a footballer. And I mean, he is like, he's Jimmy Barnes' son, so right? he does have that kind of look about him. And he's got the, like, he's got the charisma, he's like totally going, but there's just something about him that doesn't make you be like, oh, he's a jock. You're like, oh, David Campbell, you know? like. <laughs> but also Kristen O'Leary played Logan, Swartz and Groove, and yeah, and I think... I didn't know that until I started researching the show. Um, Kristen O'Leary has done a lot of stuff recently with Queensland Theatre Company and um, on on her on her own. So I think, yeah, it's just a lot of like powerhouse people. Kristen O'Leary is like a beautiful human being, both on stage and off stage. So that <laughs> group of people. <laughs> gets me so excited i was like man i wish i'd flown down to melbourne yeah. to see that show well, <laughs> you it, know it, it did it won the the helpman award for best musical that year yeah um, and, you and then why. yeah and then but then it transferred to sydney um and zabanski stayed with it but lisa mccune joined yes as Olive. Olive. yeah yes um but then we get into San Friends cast, which happened in the same year as Melbourne, so like 2006. And I think the two people that we should definitely talk about is Betsy Wolf played mm. Peretti, which for me is really surprising. I would have thought Betsy would have been Olive, um, but especially, what, 12 years ago now, she's still quite... Like, she plays still quite the, like, young ingenue kind of character. Yeah. Um, but she played she played Peretti, amazing. But James Monroe Inglehart played yeah. Mitch Mahoney. Now, those three <laughs> names may be like, what? I don't understand who you're talking about. But he won the Tony for Genie in Aladdin, and he's gone on to play yeah, Lafayette did. and Jefferson yeah. in the original cast of yeah. Hamilton. So, great. and if you, so great. He is amazing. And if those things still don't go like, I still don't know who that is. If you've watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, <laughs> he is Titus Burgess's like arch nemesis <laughs> in that show. Um, he's so funny. I got to see him play Genie in Aladdin on Broadway, and he's just yeah, I saw him too. <laughs> yeah, isn't he yeah. fantastic? He's like he's so, just he's so charismatic and just like he gives it a hundred and a hundred percent. That's the most you can give. But yeah, yeah he's amazing. It's yeah. just yeah. So it's it's just like and Betsy Wolf obviously. 35 millimeter bullets over Broadway. She's just done falsettos on Broadway and waitress. So like powerhouse people in this show constantly. Um, a lot of comedians, a lot of comedic actors, mm-hmm. um, but also people who can just like sing the pants off anything. So yeah. yeah, it really does require a lot of its performers. Like you have to be comfortable with improv. You have to be a, good singer and you have to be able to you know sell the comedy in an authentic way and also play a child yeah yeah yep. it's, that's the, i think that's the biggest play a child convincingly mm-hmm. it's and like that particular age of like what eight to to 12 is a big difference um yeah. in terms of 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 how you would play so it's, yeah, 
what, yeah. looking at the cast list, I was like, this is, I was getting excited thinking of how they would have all, have all done it. Um, and just being like, oh, I love this show. I love that it yeah. would, like, in what world would Magda Shabansky and Kristen O'Leary and David Campbell come together? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> other than this one. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I just, I love it. It's great. They've all done amazing. And obviously have all gone on to do amazing things. So it's a nice little it's a nice little starting off point. A lot of them, particularly the Broadway cast, this was their Broadway debut. Mm-hmm. So that's that's also just like it's just the whole thing, the whole experience of the show plus all of that just makes it so I don't know, special in a way. Yeah. 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 All right. Well now that we've spoken about who's been in it Let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about who should be in it. <laughs> All right, ladies, who would you put in your dream cast of the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee? Hmm. I did. Okay. Do you watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Yes. Okay, because Ra- Rachel Boom has to be Logan. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Already. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I just feel like she is this like same neuroses level as yeah. Logan. That she would just do that really well. If we're doing adults playing kids, because yeah. I mean we have to, because that's the conceit of the show, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is the conceit yeah. of the show, and I think yeah. I I don't think we can go much past. Colbert, Stephen Colbert for Pan. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Let's make that happen immediately. <laughs> yeah. We know um, he can sing. We know he can improvise. And he's a big deal now. Like, he's really, he's quite popular. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, who, who would we put for, for Rona? Um, probably. I think, yeah, you go, go for you it. Go. Okay, you go. You go. <laughs> um, I think uh, like Elizabeth Banks would be hilarious. Oh, she would too. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. And she can sing, right? We, I'm sure she can. <laughs> well, because she was, wasn't she in Pitch Perfect? But she didn't sing in Pitch Perfect. No. No. Hmm. No. But I mm. just, yeah. But she fits that perfectly. Mm. Yeah. Who would you have said? I was going to say Jane Krakowski. Oh. Just because. You know, yeah. She's perfection and <laughs> she can do anything. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Jane Krakowski would, put... would be good. Same. Oh. Who would you go with? For, for Rona? Yeah. Oh. Or for <laughs> or, or what? Sorry? Or for anyone. Um, I. Uh, look. You mentioned Pitch Perfect, and I, w- I was just thinking Anna Kendrick for Marcy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She seems to be able to do anything. So. Yeah. I don't know how much of a dancer she is. I don't know that. And I don't know. But she, <laughs> she can sing it. She's been on Broadway it. since she was, like, what, yeah, 12? Yeah, she's so... Broadway. Then, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, she always something could happen. She'd be out of learn for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who would yeah. you put for Olive, Mary? Um, 
I think uh, Kristen Bell would be a really good Olive. Oh, yeah. she would be. That, that sweet voice, and she can do innocent really well. Yeah. Oh, that was diminutive, and yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, she'd be really cute. I I approve. I approve <laughs> that notion. Who are we putting for for Chip? <laughs> Um, I think uh, my favourite casting choice in the world uh, would go in as Chip Tolentino or Mitch, but probably more Chip. <laughs> oh, which one's that? Which one's that? Well, who are you talking about, KB? I'm sure everybody knows. Um, I haven't been for a while. I haven't been here for a while, so um, <laughs> you may have forgot. But I, I would cast Zac Efron in Chip. Oh my god, <laughs> you were gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> Totally Zach Efron. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would put I uh, look, I will not hold that against you, KV, but I don't <laughs> think he has the comedy chops. I you want, just haven't given I him want the Jimmy tip. Fallon. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. Or Bill okay. Hader. <laughs> Bill actually I want Bill Hader to play Barfay. <gasps> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. I think yeah, that's, I can that's see that. where. Can we not have Andy Sandberg as Barfay? I was thinking Andy Sandberg for Leaf. Leaf. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> yeah. The big yeah. goofball. Yeah, yeah, he's so cute. Totally a big goofball. Oh, my gosh. And he can sing. He's got a great voice. Oh, amazing. Maybe he'll okay, be well, my new casting favorite. If he's, if he's <laughs> Leaf, can, can Justin Timberlake be Chip then? <laughs> Uh, Justin yes. Can you imagine like that? Yeah, he'd and, be like look, the you know the the one that you pull to get the the kids that don't like musical theater to come to the yeah, show. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And KB, <laughs> K, KB, uh, uh, Zach can always just be one of the the spellers. No. <laughs> Same. <laughs> We're not going to oh, have this oh. argument over the podcast. The listeners don't need to hear it. Uh, <laughs> he's very, he's, I think Zach Efron is one of those people that are more talented than he also gives himself credit for. Mm, there have yeah. been plenty of movies where he's, he's gone the dramatic end and been quite, um, quite good. So yeah, I think he's comedy, aged really well. He and has. not just in terms of, you know, the obvious, but, you know, in terms of talent and growth and like, he was great in me and Orson Welles. Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah. Well, great. of course you've seen. <laughs> I've seen it. Um, Zane may need to watch it. Too. How dare you? <laughs> no, Zach, Zach Efron is great. I just watched The Greatest Showman, and he was actually one of my favorite parts of it. So. I'm just gonna sit here with a smile on my face, guys. Sorry, um, there. <laughs> but who would play Mitch? Oh my god. Look, if you've had James Monroe Inglehart, I, I, I think, like that, that is pretty right for me. Yeah, um, or Brandon Taylor Dixon, or like Brandon Leslie Taylor. Odom Jr., like getting a <laughs> in there. Yeah, no, I think yeah. James is like my favorite. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. Well, have we done it? Have we cast it? Is that our dream cast? I think so, yeah. I think so. All right. Well, let's uh, take another break and we'll come back with our top five lists. 
so which top five list would 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee appear on? Well, um, I had top five musicals with audience participation. Yes. Easily. Yeah. There's not that many. Um, yeah. Top five William Finn shows? Yes. He's written like seven, seven. shows. So, yeah. Top five gender swapped roles mm. for me with yeah. Magda or, uh, and Barfay. Barfay, yeah. Yeah. You can, and you can gender, like, I heard that there was, like, a gender swapped Mitch as well, and it worked fine. Like, there's, I think you could probably gender swap a lot. You could probably do a gender swap leaf, too. I suppose oh, the absolutely. only one it wouldn't really work for would be Chip. <laughs> yes. Obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, top five non romantic musicals, it yeah. doesn't have a romantic plot at all because it's about kids. There's uh, no... top five shows about kids, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of shows about kids, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think this is one, I think it was one of the best, yeah, absolutely. Um, top five mockumentary musicals, yeah. <laughs> Was it? Are there others? There's some other ones. Yeah. I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> top no, one list. Oh, sure. um, yeah. top five shows that ask a lot from its actors. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, top five double cast shows because almost everyone plays at least mm-hmm. two roles. True. But there are a lot of well, yeah, there's a lot of shows with double casting. Earth. But that everyone does? No. I don't know. Top hmm. five shows without a set change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a location change. <laughs> a bo- bottle musicals, would you call that? I guess, yeah. A bottle episode, bottle musical. It's yeah. all one, yeah. one set, one kind of... Oh, top five real-time musicals? No. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it does yeah. have a montage in the middle, but... <laughs> but we'll, we'll just pretend that that doesn't exist. <laughs> um, a top five improv musicals? Yeah. Musicals with improv? Yeah. 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 Um, oh, top five one-act musicals? Did we say that one? No. Oh, not yet. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely. I would put it up there. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it's against. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Yes. Top five um, emotional roller coasters. <laughs> I, I would. I would put Oliver Ostrowski at Ostrowski as one of my top five child roles mm. in musicals. Yeah. Like child mm. characters. Yeah, child characters. Yeah. 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 Well, you've already got. Like your top song in here too. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Top I have, five I, parent yeah. child, parent child songs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's it. It is. It is number one. Like it's my favorite song yeah. ever. There's um, a lot of good parent child songs in musicals, though. There are, you know? and I have spoken about a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> but this one's this one's still number one, one, at least yeah. for me. On my yeah, personal. Yeah. Never list. this emphatic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any other ones. No, I think that's a pretty good. That's a solid list. 
Yeah. Oh. It's a solid list. Solid list of top fives. Well, let's uh, take another little break. We'll come back with uh, the lessons we've learned. So what have you learned from 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling BKB? I have learnt that kids are capable of quite a lot of things, a lot of feelings, <laughs> a lot of knowledge, um, and that sometimes we just got to give the poor kids a break. Oh, you give know? them a break. Just yeah. give them a break. Let them be kids. Let them be kids, exactly. Yeah. That's so important. What I've learned. <laughs> I really hope that other people learn that from it too. Yeah. It, like that is really important. Um, yeah. What about you, Mary? I, I, it's one of those musicals that I wish I'd had when I was a kid because it's very much in the, like, it's okay to be weird. You yeah. know, like, really weird. Everyone is weird in their own way. Yeah, I think everyone Especially is weird is, is really yeah. big lesson in this yeah. one. But oh, you yeah. think when you're a kid you think you're weird and that everyone else is normal. But then I don't know, seeing this it's like, oh everyone is actually just weird and has their own thing going on. And that's the other everyone has their own thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Dealing with so and also you can make friends where you least expect it. Oh, uh, that's yeah. a lot of fun. A lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. I think I think uh, the musical itself says or teaches us that you like you don't always need to have a big concept for a musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because this is a very this is what would be a very small story, but yeah. it, it's so real and and emotional. Um, yeah. That it's it really sells the musical. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Also, also words like I learned a lot of new words <laughs> <laughs> and the definitions and spelling of those Prepa words. School, I still can't zizigy. spell any of So them. many great words. <laughs> great words. Yeah. And also appropriate. Like if you don't know the word and you know you hear it in the show and you go off and look it up after you realize, oh wow. That was a really appropriate word for that point in the show. Yeah, that the show is so intelligent that way, and it's yeah. really yeah. like it is again, like you said before, Mary. Like it's a show that you can see over and over again, and <laughs> you just keep finding these new things, even because the the show is always changing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's just a good one. I'm just sitting here, like reminiscing of all the times I've seen it. <laughs> Uh, any more lessons, girls? No, I think there's a lot of big ones, and yeah, then, yeah I think that's that's kind one. of like it's like just be nice, just be nice, just be nice. you guys. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has their own story going on, so. and a public erection is nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you sing about it and hand out candy yeah, yeah, afterwards. Yeah. That's the only way to make amends. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's take another little break and we will come back with our farewells.
Well, thanks for coming on, Mary. Yay! Thanks for having me. It was super fun. I love this show. You're welcome, and we will we will have you back anytime. Yay! So, have you got anything to uh, to plug or talk about? Are you in anything at the moment? Um, we do have Vancouver listeners, so if you if you cool. in any events, you can uh, you can plug them if you want. Well, um, I. Uh, run a little company uh, with a fantastic group of people called uh, Fabulous Theater. Uh, and you can find us on Facebook. That's F A B U L I S T. Fabulous means storyteller. Uh, and yeah, we've done a few musicals. We just did Once on This Island in April. And uh, we've got some plans for this summer, but. They will be announced shortly. <laughs> um, they may have been announced by now. I don't know when this airs. Um, and we just did a play reading of one of my shows that I wrote, which is pretty cool. And I'm also in a show right now uh, with the Broadway Chorus, which is an awesome community choir. And we do review shows like uh just songs, popular songs from musicals and some from obscure musicals and movies and sometimes pop songs just done chorally and it's <laughs> such a great group of people. And yeah, so that's that was mid-June. Yeah, so that's the yeah. songs I'm singing right now, keeping busy. Yeah. Just doing awesome. everything. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And what about you, KB? You doing anything? You doing anything fun? Um, I'm doing lots of fun things, but they're not anything to do with musical theatre at the moment. No. <laughs> I know. I'm on I'm on tour, so it's like Monday to Friday on the road, seeing uh, kids and doing fun things. So it's oh, uh, look, I gotta wait till right. I come home. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to uh, follow the podcast more or learn more about us, you can find us on uh, Facebook or on Twitter at Musicals Teach Me. You can email us at musicalstaughtmepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, now, we really would love everyone, if you're listening to us, go on Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher <laughs> or on Google Play. Give us a rating and a review. That helps get us out there. And just tell a friend. Just tell... Yeah. Yeah. If everyone tells two friends and then get those two friends to tell two more friends That's and so, so on and so forth. <laughs> I feel like we're going into a different world. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, and, of course, we do have our Patreon-only episodes. They get released <laughs> once a month uh, to all our lovely patrons at patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. Uh, there, We have a few really good ones coming up, so... Uh, we might we might do a a sneak release sometime later this month. Maybe. Ooh, guys! What sort of content have. can people expect on those podcasts? Then those ones we we do our top five. So um, um, a couple of ones coming out. I think we've got our top five roles for Zac Efron, KB. <laughs> uh, Why was I not included in this? Top? It's not appropriate. When you when you come back. <laughs> We will talk about it. <laughs> uh, we've also got a top five uh, mother characters in musicals. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we've, yeah. We've done a lot of them, and, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll see if I can sneak one into, into the feed. We'll see what we can do. Uh, but you can you can go to our Patreon page, and you'll see all the, all the sneaky stuff that only our patrons get there. So... All right. So you well, want to be a patron. Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Yeah, yeah well, it's only a, a minimum of one American dollar a month. So. Whoa. 
Wow. And what yeah, a great deal. Yeah, what a great deal. I agree, Mary. It's a great deal. <laughs> uh, we also have merch. If you want to go to our website, that's not kind of productions.com forward slash M-T-M-E-I-K, uh, you'll find links to our merchandise. So we have a weird Zac Efron t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, I earned that t-shirt. You can, <laughs> and you can get oh, cushions Oh, do you actually? That's not yet. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, so thanks for joining us, Mary, uh, and we sure. look forward to talking to you again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thanks for getting up, KB. Oh, guys, it's such a pleasure any time. <laughs> next, next, well, we what we moved it for two hours this time. Yeah, it wasn't a three we'll a.m. Get... this time. <laughs> we'll see if we can <laughs> get you after dawn next time. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Doing, you need to be listening to the Floof and Papa podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Taylor. And we're going to talk about all things dogs. Dog stories. Dog breeds. Dog tips and tricks. Dog puns. Dog jokes. Dog everything. Out if you're not listening. Uh, hit us up at the Floof and Papa podcast wherever you get your podcast. Tune in. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 